Ladies and gentlemen, it is happening. The reunion you've all been clamoring for. We got Sam Alberger and Clay Pugh on today. It is the three of us back. We were the trio for four years in high school. Sam, Clay, introduce yourselves. Who wants to go first? What's up? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm Sam. Um, it's a pleasure to meet all you. Uh, I cannot wait to be on Cobra's Corner. I'm really excited. And I am Clay, the best half of this trio. And I'm also very excited to be on Cobra's Corner. Now, now I, uh, we don't want to spend too much time talking about the good old days back in high school. But we got to give a quick shout out to Hermitage High School. We spent four years roaming those halls. Raising That's my alma house. mater. Yeah, Ooh, our yeah. alma mater. That's right. So shouts out. We are all Panthers for life. Sam, double Panther for life. Double Panther for life. Double Absolutely. Panther. Got the pit connection. Double there. trouble. There. Now, so I teased it to you guys before we started this recording. I got a wild card question right off the bat. Catch you guys off guard. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. I hope so. I really hope so. All right, let me set the scene. You're a young buck such as yourself now. The year's 1968. The Vietnam War draft is going strong. Are you dodging it? Yes. Sam? I, I have to because I have a medical condition. But I, sure, I, I, I do. I do. But funny, funny story. Funny story. Uh, I had a friend who had to get a certain number of people to go to the recruitment office every week. And I got to the recruitment office and he didn't prep me. So they asked, do I have any medical conditions? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I do. And they're like, uh, they're like to the guy, they're like, why the hell did you bring him here? Like, he, he can't, he can't join. And then wow. I got scolded afterwards for not lying about it. So, wow. God damn it, you should have lied. My answer is yes, I would have dodged it knowing what we know now about the Vietnam War. I don't know that about during the time, but I've always liked the idea of living in Canada. So that's never too early to make that trip. I just uh, think I wouldn't have wanted to go to Vietnam, honestly. It didn't, even at the time, it didn't sound fun. Yeah. No, Canada yeah. sounds yeah. much nicer. Canada, yeah, sounds, Canada much nicer. sounds nicer to me, yeah. at least considering the circumstances i would exactly. like to visit vietnam as a country as a tourist i hear it's a beautiful place yeah i'd like to visit as a tourist as a soldier exactly. not so much Mm-mm. now let's jump into the world of sports the 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 world that all these fans these coast corners fans are probably wondering about your guys's fandoms let's talk nba right off the bat the hot sport right now who are you guys who do you guys like to follow in the nba if you can mention players mention teams who who do you guys like I've been following the Bucks, and that's almost exclusively because of Trey, uh, my current roommate. Um, but I, let me just say, Giannis is very, very fun to watch. Like, it never gets old watching him. Mm. I, have an, I, have an, I have an interesting take on Giannis. And what is your interesting take on Giannis? Okay, so, so I have noticed a trend in NBA players, uh, and a former guest of, your, of the Cobra Corner, Andrew Hess, uh, has also is we, we this is he had actually written about this in an online Sam, article. I need to stop you right up. there. No offense, man, but you're saying the name of the podcast wrong. What? It's Koba's <laughs> Corner. There's no Koba. Okay, there. okay. <laughs> well, I I was thinking like snakes, but yeah, I, I, it's okay. I, it's like, okay. Like, like, I'm just tell. correcting you right here. All these fans, I didn't want all these fans coming at you. Oh, I'm officially the, I'm officially the worst guest of all. That time. would also be a good no. Name it's okay. Shows you're a little bit too Hollywood for me. 
<laughs> but with the plague that is that is banished my family for ages. We we're terrible at names. But anyway, okay. so Giannis, right? <laughs> once once you develop all this muscle, right, in your shoulders especially, there's a, you get a natural hitch in the shot. DeAndre Jordan, uh, Dwight Howard, these these big beefy guys, and so Giannis actually shot a lot better. In his early in his early days, uh, in his in, in the beginning of his career, but since since he's beefed up, which has benefited his game greatly, he's lost the ability to shoot. Free throw percentages went down, three point percentages went down, and people keep saying, "When's the shot going to come? When's the shot come?" I just don't think it's going to come, and that that makes him unfortunately a really uh, single faceted player. I think the the I think the Bucks organization though was happy to make that trade off like for him because um, I think he's just way more useful to them as what he is, which is just like a freak athlete. I mean, there's you a reason they call him the shooters. Greek freak. Exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Absolutely, you can't Absolutely. bring in another. You can't bring in another Giannis. I, I wish I wish they had traded for Chris Paul because they need that. They need that exterior. They need that perimeter creator and playmaker. A, a pick and roll with Giannis and Chris Paul. Come on, that would Come be killer. On. That would be killer. That would be killer. But um, I'll go ahead and say my favorite player. Um, shouting out all the short kings out there. Isaiah Thomas, former Boston okay. Celtic. I'm Dude. a Boston Celtics fan. Former wizard. Former wizard. Former wizard too. Absolutely wasn't this as good on the wizards, podcast. but but he 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 defied all the odds, right? Like, and I, I feel like I feel like he 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 shouldn't have been as good as he was. You know what I mean? Like. He he was, and then he played for his sister after she passed away in the playoffs. Like, you just can't help but love the guy. Like, is he a terrible defender? Uh, yes. <laughs> we need not discuss. Yes. We need not but, discuss. But but he's just a he's he's just an incredible player, incredible guy. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know him, but I just assume so. But <laughs> he's got the smile. He's got the smile. Yeah, love him. Represent no, but, all the short kings. I'm short as hell, and all my all the people I hoop with are way taller than me. So I feel like I'm I'm um, living vicariously through Isaiah But who would be your favorite player to watch currently? Like, who is the most enjoyable player for you to watch right now in the NBA today? I love the Europeans. I love Luca. Luca. I love. I love. Luca's crazy. I love Joker, dude. Dude, they, sh- dude, they're just so skilled. All these guys coming out of Europe are so incredibly skilled. Yes, dude, his change yeah. of pace is just—he just like walks in the lane and just yeah. creates for everybody. It's—it is—it is incredible what he's able to do with the basketball. Those guys, those guys are incredible. I think the best way to be good in the NBA nowadays is you have to be versatile. You have—you can't have just one skill set. You want to be a star. So the fact that Luca, the Luca, Luca, and especially Joker can do it all is—is—is uh, is, is, I love watching them. Also, just want to say, like, the most obvious answer. He may not be, like, my particularly most favorite player to watch, but LeBron James just, I mean, like. I mean, he's a stud. What can you say? How how can you not like him? He's, like, the most likable guy ever. I realized this the other night when the graphic came on the TV, but he's out there. He's 36 years old. He's almost double the age. I mean, they've got the one and done rule now, so there's not really any 18-year-olds out there. But, like, there's 19-year-olds out there playing, and he's 36 and, like, consistently just outperforming everybody. One and done rule, soon to go. It, it loses semen like that. Uh, the that first class with Amani Bates. It's gonna be mm-hmm. and, and Chet Holgram, that other the seven foot guy out of high school. That's gonna be a, a good draft. Speaking speaking of college sports, real quick, I just wanted to jump in and say uh, it's huge news today for college football fans. EA Sports is returning with the greatest game of all time. 
NCAA football, it's coming back. We will have dynasty mode. We will have road to glory, and I cannot wait. Even if they just released the current game right now, like the NCAA 14, which was the last issue, I think that's selling a lot of copies, okay? And I think it will inevitably be improved just with improved technology and such. I'm not a big video game guy, but it was a miracle seeing that come through on the timeline today. Do you guys have any thoughts there? I remember like, like vaguely at different points on my Instagram explore page, I'd find this account that was like, I post every day until EA sports football comes back. And he'd been going since like 2016. <laughs> and, and the fact that he, he, there was, I couldn't, I'm trying to find his account. Cause there has to be a massive celebration. This dude has posted for f- like every five day. years <laughs> straight trying to get this game to come back. And it finally came back. He so did I, it. I'm it was happy, him. I'm happy for that guy. That yeah, guy is the winner today in all of this. Hey, I exactly. or girl or girl, I don't know, but you know. I've told many people before the day that that time that that news came across the timeline, I, I would shed some tears, and I don't think I actually shed any tears, but you know, I felt it was a victory. I felt warmth. Okay, it was amazing. I will. You know? I will say though, I just hope they make it into a good, like, in-depth game because EA Sports has a habit of doing this thing where they just like grab as much money as possible with their video games and don't really put any like actual effort into it. The perfect example to look at is Madden because Madden has been pretty weak in its growth in the past years, decade, you could argue, but NCAA, the bet, like the, the recruiting and uh, team building aspect of dynasty mode for someone like me was just such a, such a plus to the game. Even if I think it will be improved, but even if they just put that exact product out again, it would, I would love to have it. There's a, uh, there's a, I'm trying to find it right now as we're sitting here. I'll try and find it at some point. But there's a, a, a new website um, that is being developed where basically fans can, can dump money into, into for certain high school recruits to go to their school. And under current rules, they would then get the money after they graduate. So if like, let's say who's the number one guy right this year, Quinn Ewers or whatever his name is, uh, wherever, if he committed to, I think it was like Texas A&M, there's like $10,000 waiting for him when he graduates. So it's it's a really new, new age way of like paying for players. It's it's, it's like boosters, but like like these kids are going to get paid for it. So I think it's an interesting concept. I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's going to get sanctioned or something like that, but it was it was a cool new little tech tech thing going on in the world of sports. The world of sports is ever changing, both on and off the field slash court, as we've seen. I mean, you mentioned it earlier with the versatility factor with the European NBA players. I mean, it's like dare I say, positionlessness has been growing in multiple sports in football, basketball, like you got shooters from big men that can shoot. You got uh, linebackers that are basically safeties. It's crazy where everything is going. But uh, we'll say I think COVID actually made NBA better. I mean, maybe not better, but at least more entertaining, more palatable to more people. Because like, I mean, there's just before they played so many, so many games. And last like, do you all remember like the bubble last year and how entertaining like when everything like when everything first happened with COVID? Incredible. It was it was was more entertaining than any NBA had ever watched before. And like, I don't know, I just feel like it's more it's more valuable when there's less of it. The Donovan Mitchell Jamal Murray uh, series was mm-hmm. my favorite, one of my favorite sporting events ever. And Donovan Mitchell is my favorite NBA player, by the way. But I thought that was just such a great series, and I was sad that the Jazz lost after being up three to one. But I was so satisfied with the product. I agree that bubble 
produce some great basketball, some heated, some heated atmosphere. I mean, they're basically playing street ball out there with no, with no uh, uh, audience, no fans. I think I think it'd be a cool a cool little case study to see because I was I was I was filming a, a pit basketball game the other day and there were four technicals uh, given out in the game purely because the players were talking shit and the refs could all hear them. Like this one guy blocked the pit player and was like, give me that shit. And, 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 and like, everybody, like all a hundred people who were there, like from the press, like cracking up because everybody could hear it in like the stadium. And there has to be more technicals given out nowadays. Cause, cause all, all these players, you could hear them all chatting and, and talking and, and talking shit. imagine, yeah. imagine like KG right now, dude, imagine like how fun that would be to watch him, him talk shit in like today's, in today's COVID times. Thinking in the world of sports, this is a hypothetical we brought up in the last midweek update, but it's one I've thought on uh, more since. But let's say you had to choose one professional sports team in to take over for the city. So, like, if I chose the Washington Capitals, the Washington football team, the Washington Wizards, they would all take on the branding of the Washington Capitals. What what would you guys choose for that uh, for that answer for your answer there, Clay? I got to say, I would go with – I've always been a sucker for the Dodgers. That was, like, my first, like, Dodgers. my first, like, team that I followed. I played for the Dodgers and T-ball, and, like, ever since then, love the Dodgers. Um, so, I would probably have to go with Dodgers, honestly. That's a – if you ask me, no offense, that's a boring take. But okay. <laughs> okay, what 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 would your take be, Jack? Carolina Panthers, and it's not even close. I mean, you got the black, you got the teal. It's sick. The Panthers, that's a cool mascot. We already showed some respect there. Sam, if you were a Panthers, we got our matching Panthers jerseys. You could be a Oh, we Panther. do. We do. I, I have them downstairs. I should have worn them for the podcast. I know. I should have worn I got my Steve Smith alternate jersey. I've mentioned it on the pod before. Put up the picture on Twitter. Go check it out at Coca Corner on Twitter if you guys are interested. There's a picture of wearing a Steve Smith alternate jersey. But the, I love the color scheme. The mascot is sick. You can apply it to football, basketball, baseball. Charlotte's a pretty cool city, up and coming city. The Carolina Panthers, that's a sick, that's a sick choice. I gotta, I gotta, I feel like somebody, somebody things are boring nowadays. And the, a team that I think needs a revamp is the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Such a pitiful franchise. Um, and, and to be Ooh. honest, with you, <laughs> to be honest with you, like, like they, they need something fun, something juicy. So I'm taking the minor league team from Jacksonville and rebranding them as the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. And That's a minor league team in Jacksonville. Yes, absolutely, it is. And, okay. and I think, okay. and I mean, I mean, why not? Okay. I mean, you can't you can't go any any further down than they've already gone. So I well, mean, hey, it's the perfect time to do it. You got a sexy new coach in Urban Meyer, a sexy new quarterback mm-hmm. in Trevor Lawrence. Why not I, I, get the I, sexy new name in the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You you can make super weird innuendos about jumbo shrimp. Like it's, and it's, you the, can get it's so the many, perfect ploy. You can get so many jumbo shrimp sponsors at the stadiums. Think about that. Yeah, think about the seafood you could chill out on, on Sundays, huh? Absolutely. Seafood Sunday. They, they already they already got the pools in the stadium. You know what I mean? Like just fill them with they jumbo shrimp. Pool. They do have a pool in the stadium. Just fill them with jumbo shrimp. That is enough. That is an excellent choice, Sam. I must give you props for that. And let's stick to the Jacksonville Jaguars division, actually, and jump to the Deshaun Watson rumors. Do you guys think 
he is on the move. I have a pretty strong opinion about it. I mean, it's subject to change, of course, just like anything. But what do you guys think of the Deshaun Watson situation? Is he going to be out of Houston, Houston in the coming weeks, months? I feel like if not, then something like they're going to implode. Like there's actually going to be like an implosion in Houston. <laughs> yeah, I I have a I have I have a feeling. See, I'm I'm all for this. I'm I'm all for the power to the player. Uh, the NFL was definitely much slower in that process than the NBA was. Um, but but it's been. I mean, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, it's been working running for backs, some running backs. Running backs, absolutely. Um, in my opinion, the 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 most exchangeable position in football. But um, Deshaun Watson, man, if I just don't know. I don't know if they're able if they're able to find a trade that, that will get them the value. You know what I mean? But I, I since we're a Washington football team podcast, uh, I don't want us to go after him. Um, I think right now, personally, we're kind of set up like the like the early Seahawks years mm-hmm. where we have a young building defense. a foundation. Yeah. yeah, we have a young defense all on rookie contracts. We got we got a bunch of young pieces like wide receivers, running backs on rookie contracts. And I don't, I don't think we should, we should be able to give that up. I think we can find a quarterback that will, that will get us over that hump. I mean, yeah. I don't think, I don't know if we're going to find a Russell Wilson, but I mean, we're hey. right now, right now we're set up for success. If we can I like, I like the comparison, especially when you consider that the Seahawks really took a coach centric approach approach with Pete Carroll. And that's just exactly what we're doing here in Washington with Ron Rivera during the Rivera era. But my opinion is a little bit contradictory because I don't think Deshaun Watson is necessarily the smartest choice. I think there are other ways we could go, maybe sign a mid-tier vet or go after someone like Dak Prescott if they were to hit the market. But it's like after we missed out on the Stafford trade, which we'll touch on that next, but it's uh, after we missed out on the Stafford trade, Deshaun Watson, we've never seen a player of his caliber traded, especially when you consider his age and his contract. But the thing is, I don't think – like it's going to be historic package to get him, probably the biggest trade in NFL history. He's only 25. He's a superstar quarterback, and that's the hardest position to find. But he's elite. And But the thing is, because of that, I don't think Houston is going to find a way to trade him. And right now, if I had to predict, I bet he holds out at least a portion of the 2021 season. But, I mean, the thing, the thing that sucks for Watson, and I agree, I am very for power to the player, but he just signed a five-year contract last year. And that really – even if Houston wanted to trade him, which – they might consider the offers they're going to get for him, but it's like it's going to be such a cap hit that it's going to be hard for them to even do and still maneuver as a franchise. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, to see, I'd love to see him be on the move, especially to Washington. I'd be excited about it. Absolutely. I, but I think I think it's been proven that a mid a mid level vet is 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 what we need. If that, I, I, people are quick to forget that the year Alex Smith got hurt, I believe we were six and three. At, 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 at the time he got hurt that, that game, I was at that game, probably one of the saddest moments I've ever seen live in sports, but that we were, we were doing well with a roster much worse than we, than we have currently. And I, I, I think getting a, an Alex Smith at the time level quarterback, well, I think we have a much better roster today than we did then. And I think that, that we definitely have a chance to a chance to find like a, a quarterback of, of that caliber. There's just just not a whole lot of them on the market right now. Well, that's exactly why I'm all for us going after someone like Sam Darnold or Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, even if they are made available. I don't think they're the 
the most exciting options. But even on the free agent market, I don't think James is going to hit the market, but I'd love to sign James Winston. I'm a big Tyrod Taylor fan. If Dak Prescott's there, he's better than mid-tier. Uh, he's a top 10 quarterback. I'd be all for throwing the bag at him. But I think that's why missing on the Matt Stafford trade. Let's let's get to your guys' thoughts on that. But as from a Washington perspective, it's disappointing to miss out on. I thought the package they sent was – I'm glad we didn't give it up. I think that would be too much for us to give Matt Stafford. But I think he's an above mid-level quarterback. Maybe he's not elite, but he would have won a he could have won a lot of games here with this team, especially if we continue to build on it. But as an NFL fan, just a fan of good football, I love this fit of Stafford to LA. I love mm-hmm. that he's with Sean McVay. He has finally he has a run game. Finally, he has a good defense and he has weapons. What do you guys think of the trade to LA for uh, Matt Stafford? Personally, personally, I'm I'm a huge Matt Stafford fan. How could you not love the guy? Like yeah. Him mic'd up, like, is he has two probably of the greatest mic'd, mic'd up moments ever. The the one where he pulled, his shoulder was out of place, and then the other one where he dove across the end zone with the ball, incredible. But, like, he's he's one of the most lovable guys in the league, and I'm just happy to see him in a place where he's going to be able to compete. He's never been able to compete before. Um, do I think he's – do I think in recent in – re, in this past couple months, his value's probably been inflated a little bit? I do. Um I but I think I, the Rams are ready to win. The Rams are built to win. Two of the top, two of the best defensive players in the, in the league, a great young running back in Cam Akers, oh, yeah. uh, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, a, a plethora of weapons around him. And exactly. in my opinion, probably one of the best coaches in the league in Sean McVay. I'm, I'm biased. He was a Washington guy. But I mean, that, that's a, that, that is looking good for LA right now. That kind of leads me into a question that I wanted to ask both of you, actually, is do you think Matt Stafford is overrated? Well, let me say right off the bat, I am a huge Matt Stafford fan, but I didn't realize how big of a Matt Stafford fan I was until I realized he was on the market. So I do think he's being overrated, including in my own assessment. But with that said, I think he's a top maybe 12 quarterback, undebatably, top 10 debatably quarterback. And if you have a solid team, especially a really good mm-hmm. defense and a top 10 quarterback, that's consistent success right there. He doesn't have to be elite. I mean, if he's elite, then that's better. But I think we have money. We could have gotten Stafford and brought in another weapon to pair with Terry McLaurin and then have solid weapons such as Gibson and Logan Thomas to pair him with, like – I mean, I think you can win a lot of games and be very competitive. And then uh, him going to the Rams, like Sam just said, Cam Akers, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, weapons all around him, a solid de- – no, not a solid, an elite defense. I think he's overrated, but I think with it, with, in the right system and around with the right pieces, doesn't matter if he's overrated. I mean, he's just – it'll be perfect. I, I, I want to touch back on the on the bit you just said about getting that piece to Washington – uh, I think somebody who we can get that's not going to garner a huge price tag because he hasn't been he hasn't performed expectations the past couple of years is Derek Carr. I'm actually a, I'm actually I'm actually a pretty big Derek Carr fan. Uh, I, he he people are quick to forget that he had an MVP like season a couple of years ago. I think it was three or four years ago. Twelve and four record. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think he's been unfortunately in a coaching carousel until John and and even then it was early regime of John Madden or. Uh, uh, John Gruden, correct me. <laughs> that's definitely not John Madden, but uh, but he 
he, he, him and a guy like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay, a big dominant receiver to pair along a route runner like Terry McLaurin, um, is, is, is I think all you need for that offense, along with a good, pa- along with two really good passing backs in Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. So, oh, exactly. I, I think, I, would, I think, I think absolutely. Uh, I think he's somebody we can get for, I don't know, a first rounder and a player, a first rounder and a third rounder, something I like think that. Maybe, I think maybe even less. I think we could get him for like Landon Collins in a second or a, or a second and a fourth and a third or something, something and like that. We don't need Landon Collins anymore. Cam Curl nope, made exactly. quite, the, quite, quite the appearance on the scene. Exactly. He really came on this year. We don't need Landon Collins. I don't know if they can take on that contract. I don't know Vegas's cap situation. But even if they're not sold on, if they're going to get rid of a quarterback, I like Mariota too. I like Carr better. But uh, Mariota, I mean, Carr, like we said, he has a 12 and 4 record. I think with this defense, with weapons that we could still afford to build around, whether that's a big name like Allen Robinson or a first round draft pick in Kadarius Tony. Like we could pair it with Terry McLaurin. We already have a couple pieces. We have a solid line that wins games. And then there's some there's a section on Twitter of Washington football fans that is very anti Derek Carr. But I think if we have Derek Carr, we could still attack at the quarterback position, draft a young guy to develop within the next few years, and plan for the future that way. I don't, and we could get him for. He's not going to cost as much as Matt Stafford cost. Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think the only reason that they may hang on to Matt, uh, hang on to uh, Derek Carr is well, a he's been their franchise guy for a while. I, I, he's liked he's liked in Oakland uh, for the majority of fans, and b he's technically a hometown kid from in uh, in Oakland, Fresno State. Put out yeah. some great products in the past couple of years, but Devontae uh, Adams, Devontae Adams, but also also Aaron Judge and Paul George, uh, oh, a multi sports school. But I think I think uh, I think absolutely he's a hometown kid. Uh, I mean, what was that? An hour outside of Oakland, so um, they do play in Vegas now. But same oh, place. that's true. I totally but, forgot. But same idea. Same idea. Yes. Yes. There's still a massive fan base in Oakland. So, Clay, do you have any more thoughts on Derek Carr? Not particularly at the moment. Well, let's stick with the NFL for. The time being, let's move to this uh, upcoming Super Bowl. It's about to be Super Bowl Sunday. This upcoming Sunday, what do you guys? Who do you guys like? I want your prediction for winner and who you're rooting for. So they're not necessarily the same answer, but Clay, let's start with you. Okay, well, I will say I am definitely rooting for the Chiefs. I I am not necessarily anti Tom Brady. I like some people are like you know fuck Tom Brady, he's a cheater, or whatever. You know, whatever. Um, but I will say it's kind of fun to root against him. Like, he's just always fucking there. Like, give someone else a chance, dude. Um, yeah, but I'll also say that I do think the Chiefs are going to win also. That's my prediction. I think it's going to be close, but I think that the Chiefs are going to come out on top by a little bit. I, I, would, I would have to agree. I'm cheering for the Chiefs, um, and I do believe the Chiefs are going to win. They are an incredibly complete team. Uh, not to say that the Tampa Bay isn't, they're also very complete. Um, but uh, my girlfriend is a Tom Brady fan and 
I have to root against that. You know what I mean? I will will say, though, I I, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I do not feel confident enough to bet against Tom Brady. That is not something I can do. Absolutely not. I'm not not going on any betting site and betting on on Tom Brady. Ever. ever I mean, this is the man's 10th appearance, and it's at home. How could you bet against it? Yeah, what what in the world? They end up getting home field advantage for the Super Bowl. Are you you joking me? Did you hear? Did you hear the story about how Tom Brady originally wasn't going to get his original number, number twelve, and was he actually was going to pick Chris seven? Godwin had it. Chris yeah, Godwin had and it. he was going to pick seven because he was because he was determined to make his seventh Super Bowl, the way to get it, to win his seventh Super Bowl. And well, look, oh sorry, continue. Like, dude, th- this guy just knows something we don't know. Like he he's like LeBron in that way. Is that he's just he's just preparation. Everything is just leagues above, leagues above the rest of the league. It's crazy. To me, it feels like ages ago there was a debate on who's better, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And Peyton Manning has been long retired, and we saw a steep decline. And Tom Brady is about to play in another Super Bowl. No the answer is clear at this Manning. point. I love Peyton oh, Manning. I love, I love big foreheaded Peyton Manning. Yeah, exactly. But Brady's a beast. I'm rooting for Tampa. I'm predicting Tampa to win. But like you guys both said, I'm not confident in that prediction. I just think they're both. I think this is definitely the two best teams in the league this year. I think Tampa, especially at the end of the year, like they are a complete roster. So is Kansas City. There's pieces all over at every position. I mean, I think Tampa's I defense is is scarily underrated. Oh, they don't have sure. any. They don't have any big name guys. They don't have any other than Ndamukong Sue, but he's not really a contributing factor. Argue, but- yeah. But they don't have any real household names that like the average NFL fan would know. But they have some players. They have they have some dogs. You know what the I mean? Average NFL fan will soon know the name Antoine Winkfield Jr. I love him. He is a beast as a safety rookie year. You can make an argument for defensive rookie of the year, but that's going to Chase Young. Okay, no yeah. questions asked. But you might yeah, have, I, you might have say what? Go ahead. This before I asked it, but I was going to ask out of both teams. What is the one player that you were most excited to see in the Super Bowl? Well, it's always fun to watch Tyree Kill. That man is quick. But that was that was my answer. I, I was gonna say Tyree Kill is just insanely fun to watch. But for the sake of discussion, I am a huge okay, we gotta give some props to playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette. We're looking at like the LSU Leonard Fournette come up show up here, but I love Ronald Jones. I hope he's all the way healthy. I think he had a very disappointing rookie year, and then I believe this is his third year now in the next two years, or maybe it was just one year, but he took some massive steps forward, and I think he is such a fun running back to watch. So I'm going to go ahead and say Ronald Jones for Tampa Bay. Uh, personally, um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I can't say anybody other than Tyreek Hill. He should not be able to catch the balls he catches. The cont- his contested catches at, what is he, 5'10", is absolutely insane. He is not only one of the fastest, but has one of the strongest hands of any of any receiver that I've ever seen. He should, he he is incredible. I he's he's like a human highlight reel. The whole that whole team is Travis Kelsey, um, Le'Veon Bell used to be called like the human highlight reel, and uh, and and Patrick Mahomes, all incredible. Tyreek Hill is insane to watch for him. He's just crazy fast. He's uncheckable. It's insane. Um, let's see here. I think. Before I got, we got another good hypothetical to, uh, but before we get to that, let's get to some world news. We got to talk on a world figure here. One of my favorite figures that I worry for him in the past time. This is a little bit of an update because I've talked about him on here before, but what do you guys think about the state of Jack Ma? Do you think my man's okay? 
He's uh, he's had one public appearance within the last four or five months, and it was via Zoom. I don't necessarily trust it. There was a Chinese publication today that, or within the last few days, that released a list of top entrepreneurs in China, and they didn't even list Jack Ma. I'm worried about my man. What do you guys think? I just wonder where he is. I mean, like, my my main question, obviously, is he inside of China or outside of China? But um, I read an article the other day. I can't remember if it was NBC or CNN, but one of the two, um, according to a, a close a close source, is the way they described it. Um, he is he is out of the public eye, but supposedly okay. Um, I mean, that's that's what I would expect from him. I mean, like, obviously, he has an immense amount of resources. He can. They can afford to get out of Dodge for a little bit, but um, <laughs> how, how bad does the Chinese government want to find him is the question, I guess. While he can afford to get out of Dodge, he is indeed a man that loves the spotlight. I mean, every year at the Alibaba annual party, he would put on some massive performance in like an arena where he'd dance or sing. I just, yeah, I hope he is out of the public eye on his own accord. Okay, I hope that, he's that's not... What- Okay, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. That's what I was going to say is that these guys, these like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg guys, they like, like everyone can say they have all this money and they can just go leave and do whatever the hell they want. But like these guys love it. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like Elon Musk subjects himself to like 80 hour weeks. Like, uh, as much as I have disagreements with billionaires in general, like, and then he also does stuff like go on Joe Rogan twice. Yes. Like, so he stays yeah. in the public they, eye. They love they love the public eye. They love to innovate. They love they love to, to, to be to be the center of attention. And I I I just have a feeling that it's not on his own accord, which is unfortunate because he has such like a, a lovable personality. You know what I mean? He's 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 he just seems so fun. And so I, I would I don't know. I don't know. I it's, definitely it's, agree. There's definitely, definitely issues. He I'd say he is the worst guy for the climate that, that, uh, that China creates, right? Like, um, like he, he loves to be the center of attention. He loves to, you know, stick his nose in there and, 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 you know, be a part of everything. And, and China unfortunately has quite a bit of censorship and, uh, and I, I could see, I, I'm surprised it took this long, honestly, for the, for the two of them to butt heads. Uh, cause, cause it seems like, like what an entrepreneur entrepreneurial person believes is fundamentally against really what what uh, especially a billionaire entrepreneur is fundamentally against really well, the the communist regime of China. And that brings into light my con- one of the reasons for my concern for the man is because it's like I mean he he likes the the public the public guy, but he's very against the Chinese government's fundamental beliefs. I mean. But they don't want to discourage future entrepreneurs in China to do well, to, to keep innovating in ways uh, similar to Jack Ma. It's like they wouldn't want you to think that he's gone if there is actually any foul play involved. So then they would release like, oh, look, he's OK. He's on a Zoom call here. Look, he's addressing these Chinese teachers. But that looks super propaganda. That looked that looked that looked like, like that looked that looked like somebody was over him with like 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 the yeah. puppet hands, like telling he's him like what to say and tell him what to say. Blinking help in Morse code. Yeah, did anybody check his blinking? Because yeah. he was definitely trying to say something else. No matter what, I respect the hell out of him for at a recent summit or something. There were multiple huge executives or huge 
like Chinese officials, very powerful figures in the, within the country, and he was calling them out. And I don't really know the specifics to say if I agree with him on what he was specifically calling them out on, but it's like, that's a bold move, man. Like, you got, he's got a lot of um, cojones to come up there and do that in front of, in front of a huge audience like that. But I, I, can, I, can I make another point? Just yeah, this is a complete do, random do. point on China please, itself. Uh, I think a lot of Americans are naive to the fact that I think the United States is waning as the as like the head world power, uh, and I and I truly believe that China, whether you, when their Westerners fully understand uh, the way that they work, uh, I, I I truly believe that China is the next world power, and uh, I believe that we're really naive in the fact that we think that we're just always going to be this world power. If you look back on human history, no one's maintained it. You know what I mean? Uh, Greek, Rome, Persia, like. Um, no, none of them are able to maintain being the world power for so long. Eventually, you crumble. Eventually, you fall. I think. I think we're closer to the end than we are to the beginning. The I I took a, a sociology, sorry, not sociology, anthropology course um, in January, and there's this like well documented phenomenon. It's like the just how like how civilizations end, um, and like a lot of the like red flags for the ending of a civilization. Like we've already gotten to that point in our society. Um, and like, it's not a question of like, are we headed to the end? Or more like, when are we headed to the end? Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Well, before we move on from Jack Ma at all, I just wanted, I had a couple of quotes written down that I love by him and you guys can kind of react or comment on them. But <laughs> that, I mean, they, there isn't much to say based off them. But the first one I think is hilarious. Don't hire the most qualified Hire the craziest. What do you guys think of that? It's a business philosophy. <laughs> Keep in mind, he's one of the most successful business people in the world. I mean, I, I, think I, lo- I love my crazy man. Yeah, no, I, I was also going to say that I think like, think about Jack Ma's personality. Like, of course that works for him. Like, yeah. <laughs> of, of course, of course that he is like, he's able to practice his business under, under that kind of thing. But like, I don't know for the for the average entrepreneur out there, are they Jack Ma? Does that really work for them? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if anybody else has the has the capital to afford to always hire crazy. Because I feel like it's like <laughs> it's like trying to find like a needle in a haystack. One of them, one of those crazies, ends up being yeah. the incredible idea person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if every. I don't know if every. Uh, I don't know if the sham wows of the world have a have, a, have <laughs> well, the ability. Okay. To hire the crazy. I consider think it takes this. a special kind of crazy to hire a good crazy. Well, consider this. How about we hire three out of ten of the crazy? Okay. Three out of ten okay. of positions we hire the craziest, not the most qualified. Maybe four. But keep an eye out for the craziest and most qualified because that's your candidate right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, next quote. And this is like, I laugh at the man, like kind of make poking fun at him sometimes, but I think he's got some wisdom to him. And I love this quote a lot, but today is hard. Tomorrow is harder, but the day after tomorrow is beautiful. And I love that. You guys have any thoughts on, on those wise words and what the man is trying to preach to us youngins? Well, I guess first and foremost, he's trying to tell us to persevere. And you know what? I appreciate that coming from a man who may or may not be with us at this moment. Um, His words, I guess, 
will be immortal in some sense. Do I hear a bold Whoa. prediction? Whoa! Do, you, do like, I hear a bold prediction? What is he? Is he hanging le- with Tupac? I mean, yeah, holy let's think cow! Of, let's 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 just think about like the. I mean, I don't know if 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 you get erased by the Chinese government, I just don't think there's many many good outcomes there. Okay. Hot take. I hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong, man. I hope he is chilling. He is enjoying his time off, enjoying his. I think I I think at the moment he is chilling, but I think at a certain point he will not be chilling anymore. I think I'm. I'm. My hope is that he has reached the day after tomorrow and is and is is a beautiful. Yeah, me too. Well, the last quote. This is just another piece of business advice for you young entrepreneurs out there. But don't focus on your competitors. Focus on your customer, and I love that. I, I just think that's genius. And you could apply that to anything, really. Like You could apply that to football and say, don't worry about what other teams are doing. Consider the product on the field, uh, your customer. Then make, just put the best product on the field that you can. Just put your best product out there. Don't worry about get the best service. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. I think that's wise advice to live by, just generally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the man has made billions he knows what he's talking about. Now, next topic I wanted to talk about, and I think it'll be our closing one. I don't want to keep you guys too long on this snowy winter night. But, Sam, it's a hypothetical. You texted me earlier, and I love it. But do you have an answer to it yourself? Would you? Can you design an RVA, a Richmond, Virginia, hometown professional sports franchise for me? Uh, I, w- I want to hear your answer. I'm going to brainstorm for a second. And I'll oh, come okay. back to you in just a second. Clay, if you don't I can already have tell you my I can already tell you my suggestion. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I already Let's have it. it. The the Richmond Rippers. And I can tell you exactly right now okay. what their mascot would be. It would be um I mean, I don't know how the process would be for getting the rights to this, but it'd be Jason from Halloween. And you just go out there with chainsaws and be the Richmond Rippers. Wow. Well, that's ridiculous that you say that because Jason actually used a machete in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Leatherface <laughs> used a chainsaw. So, <laughs> I'm so you I, I feel so embarrassed. Yeah, you should be. Everyone is. You just, laughing at you. Dude, <laughs> you have the whole the whole RVA laughing at you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't feel too bad about yourself. I'm saying this to RVA Mag. You know, gonna I like, can never go home. Clay Pew. Former Hermitage High School star exiled, student, exiled <laughs> from hometown, must stay in suburbs. Wow, but I like the idea. What's the color scheme? Um, probably black and orange. Oh my god, I that's the color scheme for my team. Shit. <laughs> Copy that much. I would have done. I would have done black and red if I were you because of blood, but. My team, my team is because of Halloween. You guys might think of this as like a joke, but I actually have used it as a fancy name before, and I think it's genius. The Richmond Rabbits. I think you could do some cool ass shit with the Richmond Rabbits. I said black and orange. You could do black and gold. Could be a cool combo. Oh, also, not if it's NFL, obviously, but if it was an NBA team we're talking about, you could do the Richmond Rams, and you can kind of do some, some collab with VCU maybe. But Richmond Rabbits, I think, is cool. Rabbits are quick as shit. They are hard to catch. They may not be predators, but, man, can they get away. 
I think if you have a Richmond Rabbits uh, in uh, the NFL, you're going to get a couple of Lombardis coming to the River City. I would be proud to be a Rabbits fan. I would as well be a Rabbits fan. Of course, I'd still love Washington football team, but, you know, I would so be a Rabbits fan as well. God, that'd That'd be a great rivalry there. All right. um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to uh, the Richmond Metro Zoo and one of my favorite animals, the Richmond rhinos. Okay. Rhinos. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. I think, I think you could do something cool with like the rhino, the rhino horn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Um, If I had to go color scheme, I'm thinking, thinking, uh, Crimson, crimp. <laughs> what? Crimson. Okay. I don't know. Red. I don't know. I can okay. see it. I know. Not red. Crimson. It is not red because okay. red. Red just doesn't doesn't match the vibe. But do black and orange. It's like a deep red. <laughs> like a deep red. A deep red. Not maroon because that's that's Washington. But uh, crimson and I don't know. Crimson and. Not crimson and white because that's Alabama. I don't know. I haven't put too much thought into it. But crimson is a color, like that is like the outline, and then like it's kind of like a, like a like a cream colored rhino in the middle. I <laughs> fuck with it. Okay, I don't know if I I don't know if I necessarily fuck with crimson and cream, but I mean, I do like Richmond rhinos. I literally had a franchise in like Madden. 16 one time where I relocated and made the Richmond Rhinos. And fun fact, Tom Brady was our starting quarterback, so it's applicable to the NFL. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I've been in your house and seen that team name, and I'm pretty well, sure that's where the idea came from. Well, Sam, I don't, <laughs> no. know if you're, I don't know if you remember this, but one time on NBA 2K18 or 19, me and you, you came over to my house after school one time, and we, <laughs> we made – a team, an NBA relocated team called the Richmond Rapscallions. And, that's uh, a solid name. That's a that solid did. name. That did. We had like a picture of some like random ass kid that had uploaded <laughs> his picture to NBA 2K and like it was like our logo. We made like a yellow floor or some weird ass shit. It was cool. I vaguely remember this. Yeah, dude. Dude, the Richmond Rapscallions. I'm changing my answer to that. That's that's a solid name right there. I'm not sure what a Richmond Rapscallion. I'm not sure what a Rapscallion necessarily is, but I do indeed like it. I mean, it sounds like it's something. I'm pretty sure the three of us are Rapscallions ourselves. (laughs) It is a mischievous person. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever kind of logo you want to make out of a mischievous person, but. Well, we'll conclude this uh, grand reunion, but before we go, do either of you have any topics you wanted to bring up to discuss about the general world, the world of sports, the world of economics, anything you want to talk about? Also, regardless of if you have a topic to bring up or not, I want each of you to give a bold prediction. It could be a bold prediction about anything in the world, but I want a bold prediction from each of you. All right, I'll go first, and mine is about the NBA. And my bold prediction is that you're never going to win a championship with Joel Embiid as your number one option. You're never going to win a championship with a traditional center as your number one option. I think the James Wiseman pick was terrible because I think the traditional center is getting completely phased out of the NBA. I think you can get a center way cheaper. That 70% is good. 
And I am a firm believer in, in the center is a dying position in basketball. It has to be more versatile. It has to be able to at least guard a three, like Bam out of bio. Perfect. Passing, passing, defense, scoring inside. That's a great center right there. I don't think you're going to a championship with Joel Embiid as your center. James Wiseman, Andre Drummond, Mitchell Robinson, any of those guys. I don't think, I don't think those are the answer to the NBA. There, I love Bam Adebayo myself. I think he's a fun player to watch. And Clay, you got a prediction for us? My bold prediction does not come in the realm of sports. It's, I guess, it's politics. Um, so this whole like impeachment thing is happening, and so the impeachment trial is scheduled for I think it's February tenth. I don't know. It's like it's next week sometime. Um, I I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I I've heard a lot of mixed things about, um, you know, like which centers are gonna flop, flip, whatever. Um, I think that Trump will be acquitted on all charges. I don't think that um, I don't think they're gonna convict him of anything. I think not enough people are gonna vote against him. That's my prediction. I haven't followed too closely, if I must admit here, but. I think he will. I agree. I think he will be acquitted on charges. Sam, do you have a prediction to follow? I agree, but I think he has many years of legal battles upcoming after after this impeachment trial. So. I, I I really wonder where. Um, I mean, like obviously, there's no one really knows how much money he has, um, liquid or non-liquid. But um, well, well, Clay, he, he's being audited, Clay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, well, then I, 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 I take it back. Once he's it. not being audited, he's going to release his forms. Okay. I, I will. I, I, I do have to say I'm extremely happy that he did not pardon himself because I think that would have been a horrendous president to set. So I'm glad he didn't even try that. So Well, I, I am extremely happy that he did pardon Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. If one good thing. Where was Bobby Shmurda? Let that man out of jail. I'm waiting for a mixtape. I'm waiting for a Bobby Shmurda mixtape. It's been too many years. Trump looked him over. I can't believe the sentence I just said is a real sentence in U.S. political history, but it (laughs) is. Now, both of you two young players, don't let me forget. Don't don't even think for a second I was going to let you go without asking you guys about your all-time celebrity crush. I got three answers. I want to hear your guys' first. Give me some juicy ones. Come on. Ooh, okay. I don't have three answers off the top of my head. but Well, you don't have to have three. The first um, – well, I'll tell you the first one, and I'll think of some others. The first one, mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, is definitely going to be Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion, though. I think I think a lot of people feel the same way. Anna Kendrick? Or, or, I don't even know if you're joking or what. <laughs> That is not one for me, Sam. <laughs> all right. I, I got three. I got three. So I'll, right. I'll hit you with all three. No, no, no. no. Hit, hit us with one. I'll hit you with one. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll run it back. All right. Yeah. Um, um, number one, Olivia Holt from back oh. in the Disney days. She is bad. So Okay. Actually, yeah. I just remembered two more. Okay. <laughs> You're just going to keep going all night. <laughs> two yeah. more. Yeah. Give us two. Give us two right now. Well, Olivia Wilde, shouts out Harry Styles. It's actually his birthday or was yesterday or something, and he's dating her now. But I love House. I love Olivia Wilde, 13. But then the other one, I've already mentioned her on here before, but Brenda Lowe from Survivor. I love Brenda Lowe. Sam, let's get your second. 
Clay, if you have another one, chime in. Kristen Bell is my number two. Interesting. Uh, Kristen Bell is gorgeous um, and looks like my girlfriend, kind of. So, wow. uh, <laughs> blonde. Congratulations. Blonde, to blonde, your blonde is is where I'm at. So, uh, blonde is so, where I'm at. <laughs> so, so that that's my number two. Uh, my number two is gonna be I don't know Ariana Grande. Um, I I used to have I used to have a crush on her. Like, do you all remember Sam and Cat? Uh, bitch, I remember Victorious. Yeah. No, no, no. Come on. Okay, Come I, on. I did not. I did not have a crush on her on Victorious. But after Victorious, once Sam and Cat was happening, that's when I had the crush on her. Well, that's Wait, I got. I gotta say, this is strike two for you. I'm gonna be honest. This is, wow. This is, How is that Eric Kendrick? Like <laughs> Ariana, Eric Kendrick, Ariana Grande from Sam Thank and Cat. Thank you, Sam next, Clay. From Sam and Specific, specifically from Sam and Cat. Yeah, exclusively from <laughs> Sam and Cat. I, <laughs> I know you felt the same way. All right, Jack, give me your next one. Well, let's go Kira Knightley from the Pirates of the Caribbean years. Mm. Gorgeous. I love her. Kira, come on, send a text. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you the biggest plot twist in podcast history. Number three, Michael B. Jordan. I knew it was gonna be a guy when you 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 guessed it. I'm bisexual, and Michael B. Jordan is hot as fuck. So the truth comes out. The truth comes out (laughs) in the late minutes of the night. Okay, and but I have to say my third. Oh, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Clay. Eminem. Oh. The what? rapper of all time. The I, ugliest man over. of all podcast time. podcast is over. podcast is over. Bro, Clay no. it with a sour taste in the mouth of every listener ever. Leave <laughs> it to Clay to make it gross. The red, the red Eminem from the commercials is hotter than Eminem. All right? Exactly. <laughs> that is a terrible take. Samuel Farber album. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Marshall Mathers, Clay. Slim Shady, Clay. <laughs> Okay, you are weird. My <laughs> other two were Julia Louis Dreyfus from Seinfeld era. I love her, and then also Natalie Portman from Star Wars Episode Three. Guys, shouts out her. Those are all my celebrity crushes. Maybe throwing Vanessa Hudgens. Who knows? Who knows? Depends on how I feel. And if you guys have any more names, throw them out there. If not, we'll bid adieu to listen us. I'm still taken aback by Clay, to be honest with you. I know. I'm trying to I, I need, I need some fresh. I need, I need some fresh air after this. I know. I'm trying to recover myself. And I, this is a man I thought I knew. And this is a man I thought I knew. <laughs> He's a changed man since high school. I know. <laughs> the high school years are different. Oh, actually, actually, Carrie Fisher is pretty hot, too. But, like, before she got old. Fun fact, actually, my grandparents were friends with her mom, Debbie Reynolds, who was actually a bigger celebrity. Than her, their one of their good friends was married to her. Oh, for I should have, I should have said Debbie Reynolds. You should have said Debbie Reynolds. I don't understand you. Well, how about you guys say a quick farewell to the people? Uh, shout out your Instagrams, Twitters, whatever you'd like. Give some parting thoughts. I'd love to hear from both of you, Sam. Let's start with you. How about I know you work for. The Pittsburgh News. How about we hear a little bit about? Yeah, that absolutely. Before. If you, if I, I'm going to post this on my socials. So if you're here from from Pittsburgh, 
check us out on the pit news. If you're, if you just want to see what I'm up to, check it out on the pit news, uh, an incredible, uh, an incredible student run newspaper, award-winning student run newspaper. I'm a visual and multimedia staff member. Um, if you want to find me on social media, uh, I'm Samuel Kachiga on ev- <laughs> on, on uh, everything, including TikTok. And I had a viral TikTok the other day. I, I saw that. TikTok, so I was like, let's go. Respect. It's an adrenaline rush I wish I didn't get. But, um, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that, that's it. That's it. I appreciate you having us on. I had a hoot. It was good to see you guys again. I very much appreciate being on the podcast. Proud to be on Koba's Corner. Um, I guess follow me on IG, Clay underscore E underscore P. Hit me up on LinkedIn if you're interested in any professional inquiries. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good shout. That's a good shout, Clay. Get those connections up, baby. Exactly. You never know where a connection might happen. I happen to be a business major, so I bet many business recruiters are listening to this as we speak. Fellas, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure you're not saying your final goodbyes to Cobus Corner audio because I'm sure both of you will be back on. Clay, you let Trey know I'm interested in having him on. Sam, you and Andrew have to come on in adjacent because I met Andrew through you and all the Cobus Corner's dedicated fans know and love Andrew Hess by now. And both of you boys be keeping an eye out because I think we might have a Duran Lightfoot feature in the very near future. And I know you guys are both going to be Fingers crossed tuning for in one. for that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure catching up with some of my high school buddies. I hope you guys enjoyed. Let's hear your thoughts. Hit us at Cobus Twitter, uh, at Twitter, at Cobus Corner, or at Cobus Corner, my, just the name of the podcast, minus the S. Have a great week, guys. Enjoy. See me die and see me fly. I call all the shots, rip all the spots, rock all the rocks, top all the drops. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Clay, Sam, and I were a true high school trio back in the day, back in the glory days. Let's jump into the quick dedication part of the episode. Of course, right off the bat, Rip Rich Taylor. We love you, Rich Taylor. We know you're guiding us to a good offseason this year, giving Ron, giving Scott, giving Marty some good ideas. Um, next up, we got dedicated to Brett Esque Report. Uh, you can follow Brett at Bay WFT on Twitter. He is another Washington football team podcast, and I will be a guest host on the podcast we're recording tomorrow, and that episode is scheduled to drop on this upcoming Thursday, so keep your eyes out for that. And lastly, we're going to dedicate this one to the the home ground, if you will, the old stomping grounds of Clay, Sam, and I, which is Hermitage High School. Go Panthers. Shouts out to the Humanities Center, all the teachers there. We love you guys. You uh, helped shape us into who we are today. We are always Panthers. We love Hermitage High School. What a four years it was there. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a blast. We got a big one scheduled for this upcoming Friday slash Saturday. Keep your eyes out. Should be a good interview. We should have some DB talk coming up. Make sure to hit us with a follow on Twitter at Cobra Corner. It's the name of the podcast, minus just minus the yes. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, too, for my personal account. It's at I am Jack Pollard, if you're interested in that. Uh, yeah, enjoy. I hope you guys enjoyed that. 
Let's talk some WFT. Let's get some interaction going. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Who's hot? Who not? Tell me who rock? Who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop? Who cop the blue drop? Who jewels got pops? Who's mostly Gucci down to the blue drop? The same old pimp. Mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on the blimp. Guarantee me and Charles.